Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Talbot, and thank you so much for joining us for our series of Women of the Bible. This week, we're going through um, different narratives of women leaders in the Bible. And and today's topic is not very known by a lot of people. As a matter of fact, even the name is kind of uh, hard. We're talking about the daughters of Zelophehad. I don't know if you ever heard the story, but it's a fascinating story about some women that... They seem to find a system that has put a glass ceiling and they can't, you know, grow as people, as inheritance and all these things that they you will see in a moment. But I don't know if you ever had that experience that every, everything seems to be against you in a particular system. And it looks like you can't beat the system because, you know, this has been there forever and ever and ever, hundreds of years or or a tradition or a cultural understanding of it. And and it, it looks like you should give up. I mean, uh, something happened to me when I came into the ministry. You know, I, I used to be in the business world for many years, for 15 years, and, and I have a master's in corporate psychology. And, you know, I had a full career in the business world. But my passion was to speak about the Bible. So I, I would volunteer as a youth pastor uh, for 15 years, uh, donating 20 or 30 hours a week, you know, to teach young people the Bible. And I was preaching in different places. And one day the church offered me a full-time position as a, as a minister, which meant that I would have to leave my my profitable and, and you know, and set career in the business world to come into the ministry. Uh, and the ministry was still, uh, um, how could I say, a car- I, I can't call it a career. It was still a place that women were not very popular in. It still is. But anyways, back then, um, this man who used to be a member of my family, and, and I didn't know him very well, but um, he was from the in-laws section. And um, he came to me and said, why in the world would you leave your career in the business world to come into the church to be a minister, knowing that you don't have a future in this in this area. And I remember where we were, and I remember his, you know, his concern for me, and and saying, "Hey, you you have it made in the business world. You can retire from that, you know, thirty or forty years from now. Why would you leave all that for this?" And and I said to him, "You don't understand. This is my passion. Even if I can." have the pulpit for six months or a year or two years or, or it doesn't matter. I'll go as far as God allows me to go because my passion is to preach the gospel. And But he kept saying, everything is against you. You, you can't beat the system. And um, well, I'm, I'm happy to report it's been uh, 15 years since that day. And uh, I am so thankful that God had a plan. And, and I always say God's will is God's bill, not just financial, but the way he's going to open doors. If he has a call for you, if he, his will for you is, is, is to do something that perhaps is out of the ordinary, he will open the doors. And that's the way that I encourage many women who are studying to, to be ministers. Well, the daughters of Zelophehad will encounter a system that is closed, and it has to do with inheritance. And every once in a while, you have a window of opportunity. And sometimes it's a very small window, and this was the case here. You know, they're, they're, they have gone to the promised land, and they're about to, uh, sh- um, you know, the, the whole land had to be distributed. 
and they have to share between this tribe and that tribe and this family and that family. And there's this little window of opportunity because they're about to do that. They're going to distribute the land. And there's these five women who have no man in, in their lives. And so when the land is inherit, uh, the, the inheritance is divided, what are they going to do? So you, you can read the, let's, let's actually go to the book of Numbers, chapter 26. And this is the, the problem on verse 33. Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, had no sons, only daughters. And the names of the daughters of Zelophehad were Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Tirzah. So there are these five women, they're about to distribute the land, but only among men. So these five sisters get together and they say, what are we going to do? There is no men in our lives. They're fatherless because their father has died. They're brotherless because they don't have any brothers. They're husbandless <laughs> and they're landless. You know, they're not going to give them any land. So where are they going to be? Why can't they have inheritance? Why is his father's name going to be erased from the face of the earth? Just because he has all women as, as daughters and there's no son. So, you know, when, when you encounter a system that is closed, like in this case, this were the laws of Israel. I mean, the laws of Israel were given by God. So it's not like, like that, you know, that we're talking about a little thing here. Well, you always have an option to become bitter and depressed and a victim, which many, many women and many men that have, um, you know, confronted systems that seem to be close, they go that way. They become bitter, they become depressed, they start criticizing the system, they become victims of the system, they, et cetera, et cetera. That's an option. You always have that, that option. But there is another option, and it's, it's courage. And, it, and the courage to present your case uh, in the appropriate channels. You know, I don't believe in, 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 in doing things, um, how could I say, in a way that uh, is disrespectful to the system you're in. I believe in, the, in, in working your system and presenting your, your case to the system and, and leave it to God to change the mind of the people that are above you to, to open those doors. And in this case, uh, that's what they do. They, they get the courage to present their case to the leaders of Israel in the presence of God. You know, they're not asking for anything bad. They're asking for inheritance and they have a good, you know, I can almost imagine them sitting around the kitchen table saying, what are we going to do this? The system doesn't allow us to have any inheritance. What are we going to do? So let me read uh, to you how this went about. It's Numbers chapter 27. And this is the law of inheritance that we're talking about. The daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, I'm starting from the very beginning of the chapter, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, came near. And these are the names of his daughters, once again, Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Tirzah. Verse 2, look what they did. They stood before Moses and before Eleazar the priest. So they went to the appointed leaders. They didn't start a revolution. They didn't, you know, start criticizing the leaders. They said, let's go to the leaders and present our case. They stood before Moses and before Eleazar the priest and before the leaders and all the congregation at the doorway of the tent of the meeting. This is where, you know, legal things that were big used to happen. You know, you made your line and you presented your case. And this is what they said on verse three. Our father died in the wilderness. Yet he was not among the company of those who gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah. But he died in his own sin and he had no sons. So, so our father was not rebellious against God. He just died because, you know, it was time to die in the desert. And then verse 4, why should the name of our father be withdrawn from among his family because he had no sons? 
Give us a possession among our father's brothers. Give us land. I know, we know that there is a law that says only men can own land. But don't you think we have a case? Very interesting, verse 5. They, they make this very unprecedented, uh, unprecedented action. I think it's, it's very interesting because the greatest opposition I have received, even even in, in television or radio or whatever, when we want to change something, is somebody that has been there forever and says, but we never done it that way. We always done it this way. We've never done it that way before. And and that seems to be a good, uh, <laughs> to them at least, a, do, a, a good way of saying, hey, we cannot do it any, way, any other way. They said, why? Why not? Tell us why not. Why is our father have to be, you know, erased from, from the face of the earth, no inheritance, no land, just because he had daughters? It, change is difficult because change will always find opposition. And usually because you will be the first one to present it, in this case, is an unprecedented action, is an act of courage and an act of conviction. They're coming out of a place where they believe there is a principle here at stake. So they go to a very specific place, which is the presence of God at the doorway of the tent of the meeting. They go to the appointed leaders and the appointed leaders could have said, no, this is the way it is. This is the way we always done it. Go away. But wise leaders don't do that. Wise leaders listen and inquire of the Lord. And that's exactly what Moses did. See, you would think that Moses, who had brought all the laws that God had given to him, he would say, hey, I'm Moses. You know, here's my business card. Don't ever come to me with something out of the ordinary, okay? But that's not what he did because he was a humble man. And over all of the leaders should be humble, men and women. And he listened and inquired of the Lord. So it's very interesting what what Moses did, verse 5. I mean, Numbers chapter 27, verse 5. So Moses brought their case before the Lord. See, Moses didn't know what to do. He said, hey, this woman came here. They are asking, why can't they have land? Just because there's not a, a man in their lives. And the Lord answered Moses. And you would say, think that, that the Lord said, hey, Moses, I already gave you all the laws of inheritance, okay? So why are you asking me again? But that's not what the Lord said. Verse 6. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, the daughters of Zelophehad are right in their statements. So I, I got to stop here because, because, I mean, you would say, what do you mean, Lord? Do you mean that you were wrong before? See, God works within cultures to better our lives and to, and to help us go up, uh, uh, you know, one level every time to bring us to a better place than we were before. So he always does it one step at a time. And the time had come. And God says, you know what, Moses? It's time to amend the laws of inheritance because their statement is right. And look what it says here in verse 6. I'm going to read that again in verse 7 because it's very interesting. The daughters of Zelophehad are right in their statements, says the Lord. You shall surely give them a hereditary possession among their father's brothers, and you shall transfer the inheritance of their father to them. Farther, you shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall transfer his inheritance to his daughter. If he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. And so they changed the whole the whole way that the law of inheritance worked. Verse 11, if his father has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his nearest relative in his own family, and he shall possess it, and it shall be a statutory ordinance to the sons of Israel, just as the Lord commanded. From that day on, this became a new law of inheritance. Very interesting how God, there's, there are times when God will amend, change, 
or say it's time to change a particular thing. And the principles of the way this happened was, first, trust God that he will bring about justice. God works behind the scenes. You know, if, if you're finding a system that seems to, that you can't beat, trust that God behind the scenes is working. He will bring about justice. It might take a little while because he's working with people that are sinful and we are hard-headed sometimes. Second is, don't be afraid to speak out, even if you're criticized. You know, Jesus was criticized all the time. He spoke out, even against a religious system that wasn't working according to God's principles. So don't be afraid to speak out. And the support, in this case, the sisterhood, um, you know, the five of them came together. How important it is that we get together and say, okay, let's support each other if we believe we have a case that is based on gospel principles. In this case, why should they not have land? It's very interesting because uh, the book of Numbers will end up with um, the whole um, the whole section of how the uh, inheritance by marriage was changed, and uh, th- they are mentioned again in chapter th- chapter thirty six, verse two. Uh, the Lord commanded my Lord to give the land by lot to the sons of Israel's inheritance, and my Lord was commanded by the Lord to give her the inheritance of Zelophehad, our brothers, to his daughters. And so they went on when what would happen on, on the year of Jubilee, etc. The truth is the land belonged to the Lord, and the Lord would be the one to distribute it. You know, very soon we're going to have our inheritance that... Um, that our kinsman redeemer has gotten for us. That's why the whole Bible ends in the new earth. Um, there is no man or woman, no Jew or Gentile, no master or slave at the foot of the cross. And we're all waiting for this inheritance that Revelation 21 speaks about. A new heaven and a new earth that was purchased by the blood of the Lamb for us. So remember this. If you are being discouraged by the system you're in, Remember that God works behind the, the, the scenes and trust Him. He knows what He's doing. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!